Well, hello there, and thank you for tuning in to the Shameless Sex Podcast. I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure product company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom, to pussy praising, to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 10. Yay. Oh, no. Oh, no. 11. 11. 11. Because we realized we recorded this episode uh, with Charlie Glickman. So you're in for a special treat because we actually have a guest speaker. I know you love hearing our voices, but we would like to give you a guest speaker from time to time. And April will tell you more about how important Charlie is to us because he is incredible. We'll do a little, um, a whole wonderful intro for him. Also but- recording from Boise, Idaho in our Boise, hotel room. Idaho. And we hiked today to a big 40 foot cross. Yes. Which was quite interesting. And then Amy's like, shameless sex goes to Jesus. I was like, I think we should maybe remove that because nah, maybe it goes to Jesus. shameless sex does Christian mingle. <laughs> yeah. Why not? A little shout out to Boise and um, the 40 foot cross that we hiked to in the blazing hot sun. It's called Table Rock and it's awesome. as a whole view of Boise and April was on the phone, speakerphone, actually on hold with Southwest Airlines the whole way because for some reason they don't think she ever made her flight out here. Therefore, they, which she did, she was on the plane, but they're like, you didn't show up. So they canceled her flight home. So now she actually got a flight, but yeah. So we were hiking to Jesus. <laughs> wow. We had a really, really interesting, tough day. And now that's why we're in the room recording with a nice really crisp glass of Sauvignon Blanc. That's amazing because both of us needed it and it's wine o'clock somewhere. So why not? Wine, Naya, we do love wine. We almost always drink a glass of wine when we do our podcast. We're big wine fans. Yeah. Especially April. She's a really big wine fan. I am. I'm practically a a vintner. A a vintner. A vintner. So our topic for this week is um, prostate play, which it's anal August. We've talked about that last week, which we haven't recorded yet, but we will be. I know it's all backwards. The future, everyone. It's the future. (laughs) This is the world of podcasting. Uh, But So it's anal August. It's anal awareness month, anal pleasure month. Um, get get out there and get your anal pleasure toys and learn about it. it, Mm -hmm. August is your month. Just try it out. Yeah. We're going to give you lots of helpful tips and tricks. And this episode is going to give you a lot of information about prostate play, prostate stim, prostate health. It'll be amazing. And even if you don't have, um, a partner to play with for anal play, you can always explore anal play on your own with toys or with your own fingers. So, um, this is really a time to explore. If you haven't been inspired already, then perhaps, and it's not for everyone, as Charlie will say in the podcast, you'll see process play and anal play in general isn't for everyone. Different strokes for different folks, literally. (laughs) Um, so before we dive in to our usual, you know, sex life updates, I know you all really want to know what we, what we've been banging it out, like, you know, (laughs) all that jazz. Um, so let's see some shout outs to our website, shamelesssex.com. If you uh, want to find out more about us and if you're on iTunes, we always say this and on Google play, please, please, please write us reviews. It really helps us. We see some really awesome reviews out there, by the way. There's, Thank you. Like, if you have reviewed us, yeah, we, we love you. It. You are awesome. Just Thank take you a for moment. Just give us the stars that you think we deserve and write a little, you know, blurp. It could be two minutes of your day. 
And for the folks that have been emailing us, I'm not going to use your names, but we've been getting some really awesome emails with some feedback, uh, suggestions for future podcasts, and we're definitely taking them into account. We really, really, really appreciate you. And we answer all the emails that come in. Mm -hmm. So we appreciate the feedback and the support. So thank you to our listeners, and thank you for reviewing us. So, April, sex life? Update. Wait. <laughs> Newsflash. Well, so I, I am, um, I haven't had sex in a long time. Okay, <laughs> we recorded this podcast, and as we were recording, and this actually happened the last time we recorded. I, I talked about this. That I'm not normally this like really horny person walking around always thinking about sex and having a high desire or sex drive. It's kind of something I create and it's co-created with my partner, who is out of the country. Um, but in the, this podcast and the last one. I'm finding like little moments of arousal in there where I'm, did I bring it out of you? Maybe, and then you I were did touch your boob earlier. Oh yeah, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, and then I don't know. I've had little moments of it, and, and I'm getting really excited to actually. Um, maybe maybe I'll go home and uh, actually touch myself. Ooh, I talked about OMGs last night, didn't I? Did I talk about OMGs? No, I don't oh, think you really talked. I'll do about a little OMGs shout out, which is pretty awesome. So OMGs is this online. Um, what do we call it? It's like a research study program. It has a uh, season one and it's research based. So they studied about a thousand women to figure out what women like, how do they like to touch themselves? How do they have the orgasms that they're having? Uh, what is their technique? And they uh, kind of narrowed it down to categories. I realized that it's very, very diverse. Ah, she just took a picture of me. I'm wearing my bra, by the way, because it's hot in our hotel. She's all broad out. <laughs> like half naked. Get a visual of that, yo. She's a broad. So anyways, <laughs> OMG, yes. Uh, so they narrowed it down to these categories because they're reala- realizing it's very diverse. One woman's like, I like consistency in the same spot over and over again. Another woman's like, that would drive me crazy. I like edging. I like to kind of build it up but then not give myself the orgasm. Right? And then build it up and then build it up and then finally give myself the orgasm. And so there was this, it's very diverse, narrowed it into these categories. And then they filmed these women talking about the pleasure that they like, how they discovered it. And they actually show you the techniques. They're naked and they're showing you on their bodies, but it's not to the point of orgasm. So it's very tasteful. It's not porn. It's not smut. It's educational. And it's really, and it even has these modules where you can practice up close on a real live Volvo where it gives you feedback. You can practice the strokes on the computer. And it's really helping people who own vulvas to learn more about their bodies. So, like, maybe you want to learn more about pleasure just as a bonus. Maybe orgasm is challenging for you. Maybe you have some trauma. Or maybe you love vulvas, you know, someone else's vulva, and you want to learn how to pleasure them and learn more diversity of the techniques that you can use because where else do you find that? This program is really great for it. And I say this. This is my tangent on it. So this is OMGS. You can go to OMGS.com. It's starting to show up in adult stores um, all over the country. So you can find it adult stores and you it's not membership based or um, subscription based you just literally buy a season you own season one you can watch it as many times as you want to and when you buy it that money goes towards season two which is going to be on g-spots uh female ejaculation internal research for g-spots you're you're literally supporting talked about last real research and then you know season three there might be stuff on anal uh, male sexual pleasure trans pleasure all kinds of stuff so um i say this because uh i have homework for myself as uh, whenever my partner's gone is to go and watch OMGS. So go to OMGS.com myself because I have, I, you know, I have access to season one and to go and practice some of these t- techniques. Um, and it's not like I think I'm broken, although, you know, some people do feel like the orgasm is challenging for them. I can have orgasm, but just to learn new ways to have orgasm, new touch, like maybe I'll discover something entirely new that my body likes. So as I, this is my long winded tangent of 
Um, You're gonna go touch yourself. I'm gonna go wank myself tonight with my hands. Don't <laughs> wank it out, girl. Yeah, April's gonna go go actually. Uh, what, are you, what are you gonna do? What's that? What's going I'm on? I'm gonna fall on a deer yeah. tonight. <laughs> And tomorrow night and the next night and probably the daytime. That's a lot of diaka. Diaka everywhere. So, yeah. So, I've been um, in a, obviously, a monogamous. Well, you had the monogamy conversation. We had a monogamy conversation, which was great to get clarification. I mean, I had already been there. Like, both of us were feeling the monogamy. Um, and because I was like, this is exactly what I wanted and what I um, not what I need. I don't need anything except water, air, and uh, some food occasionally. Um, but I, it's exactly what I wanted in a partner. So that being said, we had the monogamy conversation. We're doing it. We're, we're all in. It's great. It's wonderful. I'm super pumped. And it's been a while for me that I've had to say that I have a partner. But I'm not calling him my boyfriend. I'm calling him my person. I'm like, here's my person. So <clears throat> um, anyway, that being said, I, I do have to comment. I haven't had cum inside of me in quite a while since my ex-husband because I've been using condoms, practicing safe sex as much as possible with occasional one-time accident. Whoopsies. It was, you know, but then I got STD checked like right after that. I was like, she, she calls them stids. She got yeah, stid I was like, I got stid checked. I went to like Planned Parenthood. I was like, you need to stid check me. She's like, do you have any symptoms? I'm like, no, but I want to make sure that I'm all locked up. And she's like looking at me like I was crazy, which also I want to comment Western medicine sometimes treating things after you have symptoms, like only systematic or symptomatic treatment. It kind of irritates me. I'm like, why don't you just do all the, like the preventative measures? Like, uh, anyway, that's a side note tangent, but. Getting back to the message at hand, I've been practicing safe sex since the departure of my, um, you know, relationship with my ex-husband. So I finally have had come inside of me and I was commenting because my vagina smells so different now. And I realized, and I'd said that to, um, my person, I was like, my vagina pH seems a little different. Like it has a different smell. So that being said, um, he's like, really? Like, what do you mean? I'm like, it just smells different. Like, this isn't what I'm used to. So you were telling me what? You were saying something to the effect of um, like every time you have a different ejaculate inside of you, it can change the pH depending on the person. Yeah, and the, so your yeah. body adjusts to it. Yeah, the pH changes and um, it, yeah, different, different, it changes from person to person. I feel like we have to kind of acclimate to the new body just like we have to acclimate in so many take? ways. Oh, I don't have the answer to that. Because that's like beyond my so scope. Because it's so funny. And then the other day he's like, oh, I smell like you. I'm like, I think I smell like you because this is not the norm The norm for me. I'm, my vaginal, um, which I know the smell of my you know, my secretions, um, well, but it's not a bad smell. I'll have to say that it's not at all. It's just, I'm not used to it. It's different for me. So that is something interesting because I'm banging it out quite a bit. We have had some really great sex and I think it's time that we dive into, I'm going to give him my anal virginity. <gasps> Finally. During anal August. Oh my God. I'm going to do a ritual. I already planned it out. So I'm going to wear my stripper heels <laughs> and I have these panties that they like to call them in England panties that have like, they are from Paris from this designer that like makes, um, really sexy. She's actually in the sex, um, toy world, but, um, I can't remember her name right now. I got to look, but they like form a bow. So I'm going to tie myself in a bow. I'm going to give up my anal virginity in August. Don't know when, but I'll, I'll let everybody know. It's going to be soon. I feel it coming and I'm going to wear a butt plug and I'm going to get all prepped up. I'm going to have lube on tap. 
Uber lube specifically on tap tap. And I'm just going to go for it. I'm excited. And I will follow up maybe next week. I don't know. I'm ready though. I'm ready. I'm really excited for you. And um, this is perfect timing because we are learning all about the ass. And so this this is like divine timing. I think it was meant to be. Yeah, my, my ass is ready. 35 and you ready to charge in. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much what's going on with me for my sex life update. Um, I think that it's interesting being in a monogamous relationship now, but it's beautiful. And um, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm really excited, especially I'm excited to see the diaka go into my anus. It's going to be fun, everyone. Stay tuned. Maybe we'll film it live and put it online. <laughs> no. I need the privacy. <laughs> Facebook Live. I think we get kicked off Facebook. Yeah, I think so real problem. quick. I mean, we're shameless, but that might be a little too far. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's my sex life update. Amy, your sex life is uh, update is going to be quite interesting next it's week. It's going to be here. exciting soon. Well, no, no. Still not next week. Oh, because oh. we were, we're recording the day before your partner Oh, no. Comes actually, back. after this. Yeah. Anyway, soon. Soon I will have sex again. And I then my partner, well, my partner comes back. We're going on an adventure for a month. We'll be um, going to a festival called Beloved where we'll actually just be there for a couple of days having a good time in Oregon. And then I meet up with April in Portland where we will probably record another podcast and travel around to stores and do trainings as we're doing here in Boise. And then April and I go to Symbiosis, which is the Oregon Eclipse for the Eclipse that's happening on the, um, August 21st because on the 22nd, we're teaching our erotic empowerment workshop there together. So if you're at that festival, please come and join us there. It's going to be really fun. It's on, I think, 11.30 a.m. on Tuesday the 22nd. Exactly. And um, and then after that, my partner and I go into Burning Man. So there's uh, – anyway, he's going to be at all of those things minus the Portland portion where we'll be traveling around. So there will be lots of time for me to have – and then we're going to be shameless sex touring in um, Europe in oh, October. Yeah. So that'll be really cool. We're going to record from Berlin and probably from Hanover and maybe Amsterdam because Amy and I are going to Europe for a little while for work. So that's going to be fun. So we're just shameless sex touring all over. Shameless sex goes global. Shameless sex, sex does Europe. You either work on your shice. Nine, 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 nine. That's no and shit in German. That's all I really know. German's actually not my favorite language. Well, thanks for sharing that. <laughs> um, okay, so Amy, let's uh, talk about Charlie Glickman, who's going to be on our show. Uh, let's like at least give the credentials and talk about how amazing Charlie is. Because Charlie, just as a side note, I want to say Charlie's um, has been a pivotal person in my life personally. Amy as well. Amy, when I was going through my um, divorce, I needed some serious counseling and guidance. And Charlie provided that for me. And he is just a spectacular person. So educated, so calming and so knowledgeable. And I don't know, I was elated that he agreed to be on our show. He also has a ton of credentials backing that as well. And he's a friend. He's not only um, a sex educator, but he's a friend. So I just want to, um, with a huge heart and um, with my hands cupped in the thankful portion, I don't know, namaste, whatever. All over his testicles. All over his <laughs> testicles, I want to say. No, they've never been I'm with testicles. I'm stoked to have Charlie, um, you know, as a guest on our show. So yeah, on that note, so uh, April, both April and I have actually worked with Charlie. We, we've been Charlie's clients. And 
Um, so like she said, he was very helpful when she was going through her divorce. And so aside from a sex educator, he's also a sex and relationship coach. And he's part of the reason why I got into some of the coaching that I do. Um, he recommended that I go to Somatica, which was the training that I did. So now I identify as a somatic sex and relationship coach. Uh, he did that training and he knew I was interested in getting into the coaching realm. And he was like, this is what you're looking for. And I signed up right away. So um, that shows you how highly we think of Charlie. And um, aside from our personal love for Charlie, here's his little info. So Charlie Glickman, PhD. He's a sex and relationship coach, a sexuality educator, a sexological body worker, and an internationally acclaimed speaker. He's been working in the field for over 25 years, and some of his areas of focus include sex and shame, which is perfect for what we're doing, sex positivity, queer issues, masculinity and gender, communities of erotic affiliation, and many sexual and relationship practices. He's also co-author of The Ultimate Guide to Prostate Pleasure, Erotic Exploration for Men and Their Partners, which is exactly what we're talking about today, is prostate play. Uh, so to find out more about Charlie, you can go check him out at charlieglickman.com or for his sex co coaching and sexological bodywork services, you can find him at makesexeasy.com. He's also on Facebook and Twitter. Just look up Charlie Glickman. And without further ado... We really hope you enjoy this episode. This is a really special one for us. And um, yeah, feel free to give us reviews, give us feedback, and enjoy this lovely hour of prostates. Yeah. So here we are with Charlie Glickman, our great, wonderful, magical, beautiful friend. Um, he's an expert too, which is awesome. Charlie, thanks for joining us. We're so happy to have you. Such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you today. Yay. We, we love you, Charlie. And, um, aside from being a wonderful sex educator, author, um, really important person in the uh, field of sex positivity. You've also done a lot for us as our sex and relationship coaches um, in the past. So almost therapeutic, mm -hmm. I will say. Mm -hmm. Offered some of the best books I've ever read during my <laughs> divorce and process. Very, yeah, very important support. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I, I love helping people find new ways to make sex fun and awesome. So thank you. Oh, isn't that the name of your website? No, Make Sex Easy. Is that your website? MakeSexEasy.com? Make, make yeah, it is. Because so many people get stuck in their sex lives and just can't get unstuck. And I, I like making things as easy as possible. It's amazing how much more difficult we make things than it has to be. So... Yeah, that's what I love to do. Let's find ways to make sex easy. Lovely. And Amy, you've quoted Charlie before on our podcast because Charlie has some really great quotes and you, you say some amazing things. Yeah, actually, things that you've said to me and our work together and then also from the book, which is kind of brings us to our topic here. So Charlie, you co-authored the book, The Ultimate Guide to Prostate Pleasure, Erotic Exploration for Men and Their Partners. And it is anal August, everyone. So this is perfect. We will have, uh, by this point, already debuted our Anal 101 podcast. So this is going to be the follow-up and we're going to go deep into the prostate with the expert himself. Wee! <laughs> 
Awesome. awesome. So, Charlie, we have some questions for you as well. Yeah, well, prostates. Let's see. Prostates. Charlie, where should we start with prostates? When people start talking to you about prostates, what are the first things that um, kind of come to mind? The fear, the pleasure, the health. <laughs> well, I think the first one that comes to mind is why would somebody want to do this? You know, what makes prostate massage or prostate stimulation feel good to folks? And uh, I have an answer for that question. Well, two answers, actually. One is that the prostate is a lot like the G-spot in terms of the kinds of sensations people have, the kinds of orgasms people have. Uh, So if you've been on the giving side of G-spot play, and you've seen how much your partner loved that. Now imagine that you can be on the receiving side of that too. Seems like a, a, a win-win for everybody. Um, what the prostate does, this is the other answer to the question. What the prostate does is during arousal, it starts producing fluid, fills up like a little water balloon. And then during ejaculation, it squeezes that fluid out and then the muscles pump to cause ejaculation. So most guys have actually had some kind of prostate sensation. It's the point of no return. You know, that moment when you're having sex or you're masturbating and you start to orgasm, you start to ejaculate, that's the prostate squeezing and contracting to, to release the fluids that your body then, uh, the muscles, pump to cause the ejaculation. So that fluttering sensation deep in the belly at that point of no return, that's the prostate gland squeezing. What's up, Seamus sex fam? Is your sex life important to you? Hmm. What about your relationships? And also, let me ask you this. Who can relate to this story? Things were once so good in the bedroom with my partner, and now it's a mess, and I don't know what to do. Where's or, my happily ever after, yeah, where's Amy? My ha- yeah, yeah, what about me? Or how about so many aspects of my life are fantastic, but when it comes to sex and relationships, I feel so lost. Yep, been there. Uh, mm-hmm. Me too. Mm-hmm. And this is why you all need Shameless Sex, the, the book. book. We give you simple, simple solutions and a framework that you can use. You can customize it to you. Yes, you gives you the tools, the right tools for your sex and relationship. So you get what you desire and it's fun. It's playful. Right, Amy? We're always playful. It's kind of sexy. And did I mention how easy we make it for you? You have to check out Shameless Sex. Plus the testimonials, they're coming in from everywhere. And this book has helped people just like you recreate and create the sex life of their dreams. So you can do it too. Go to, where are they going, Amy? Shamelesssex.com. Oh, how easy is that? Just go to shamelesssex.com and click on the book, okay? And you can get it however you choose. If you, you want, want it, hardcover, yeah. audio. Hardcover? We got you hardly yeah. covered. <laughs> are you ready for the Unleashed Tour where shamelessness, sexiness, and laughter collide in a hilarious orgy of fun, discovery, and sex edutainment? 
Embark on a captivating nationwide journey with the Shameless Sex Podcast and an electrifying ensemble of sex educators and sex-positive entertainers as they bring you an unforgettably titillating live experience. Be a part of mesmerizing, entertaining, boundary-pushing acts, shameless sex style. Ever heard of the Slurpee stick shift? Want to learn how to bury your face in her? How about some dirty talk improv or brat taming 101? Hmm. Get ready for nonstop laughter as our charismatic hosts and entertainers weave humor into the fabric of this liberating celebration of sexual diversity and freedom. Engage in interactive segments, Q&A sessions, and a chance to connect with like-minded individuals in an inclusive and empowering environment. Listen up, Portland, Chicago, Seattle, we're coming to you. For more information and to get your tickets right now, go to shamelesssex.com and be part of a night that will be fun, educational, sexy, hilarious, and shamelessly unforgettable. Seats are filling up fast, so don't miss out on the most unforgettable show of the year. So uh, that so the reason why I say all of this is that a number of men have shared with me that prostate massage feels like the beginning of an orgasm. But rather than lasting, you know, three or four seconds, you can go for as long as your vibrator, his batteries, or your partner's fingers can keep going. So imagine that incredibly pleasurable sensation at the start of orgasm lasting for 20 or 30 minutes. I think that's a perfect explanation of why people like prostate play. Yeah, I'm I'm sold. I don't even have a prostate, but I'm I'm sold on. <laughs> I've experienced <laughs> prostate play with a partner, and it's highly enjoyable for them. Like you, oh, so with, with your fingers? Yes, you're with the fingers. Uh, yeah. And what then I got a finger cramp. <laughs> How do you avoid the yeah. finger cramp? <laughs> that one takes practice. It does. It does. And I hear the same question about G spot play too. Yes. And so so it's interesting. Um, I often quote Emily Nagasaki's book, Come As You Are, and she, where she talks about how we're all made of the same parts. They're just organized differently, put in different places, and some of them have different functions, but that the prostate and the G-spot are essentially from the same tissue embryologically. This is as far as I know. Maybe you would like to add to that. Um, and they have kind of different functions, but they're also very similar functions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in the same way that the penis and the clitoris are based on the same basic tissue, the scrotum and the outer labia are, so is the prostate in the G-spot. So yeah, we're much more similar than we are different. You know, Forget about Mars and Venus. We're all from planet Earth. Mm, I like that. I think that's really liberating yeah. for people when they hear that too. I hope so. I hope so. So, yeah, so that's why people like prostate play. Uh, but when we wrote the book, um, one of the things that we did was we sent out a survey asking people about why they enjoyed it, what was scary about it. We heard three common themes or patterns over and over again. Uh, is this going to hurt? Is this going to get messy? And does this mean that I'm gay? Uh, so those first two questions, those are technical questions, and they can show up for people of any gender. And I hear from people of, of all genders who are interested in anal play, uh, who are concerned about discomfort or hygiene. But that 
third piece um, is specific to uh, cisgender men, this idea that receiving penetration means that you somehow lose masculine uh, masculinity points or it puts you in the so-called woman's role. It means that you're being submissive. And I think that this really highlights a lot of our cultural attitudes about bodies and pleasure and sexuality and what we think all of these things mean. Uh, as a sex and relationship coach, you know, I see how often this holds people back. And I really am deeply interested in helping people figure out how to tune into the full pleasure potential in their bodies, whatever that means for them. You know, for some people that might be anal sex, for others, it might not. But uh, it seems a pity to me that so many folks are missing out on something that can feel amazing because they have uh, these ideas about what it might mean. Um, that just seems like it's too bad to me. Yeah, that's that. Um, it's next to only. You're that. The shame. There's the shame, shame, shame around um uh, prostate play or anal play yeah. a lot of times, especially with or male body in general. And sex in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and then there's the, yeah, the idea, like you were saying that the behavior determines who we're into and what our orientation may be. And that's surprisingly yeah. still really common, that belief. Well, yeah. And, you know, not that there's anything wrong with being gay. So first off, I want to say that, but, but secondly, you know, if you are, a man and you are having uh you're receiving prostate massage from a woman or, or you're pegging you're using strap on uh you know uh, she's using a strap on to penetrate you whatever it is whatever the sex act that two of you are doing by definition that's heterosexual sex right what makes something heterosexual is not the act it's the genders of the people doing it and that's the piece that i think people are missing out on um so yeah there's there these kinds of attitudes really hold people back from finding out what's going to work for them and i think that's too bad yeah that's that's very very unfortunate because it's a powerhouse of pleasure (laughs) Right? It so, is. There's yeah. so much fun there. I mean, remember, it's like the start of an orgasm, but lasting for as long as you want. I mean, how awesome does that sound? Yeah, that sounds amazing. And can you explain more about that process? So, because from my knowledge, most of the time, prostate play is usually combined with other play, whether it's nipples, cock, balls. Um, it's not always just like an, or not usually, not. I guess more often than not, it's combined with something else and not just its own thing. Can you kind of elaborate on the process of what that looks like in a different type of orgasms and pleasure that is available? Sure. So, you know, there's a lot of talk out there about different kinds of orgasms. And, you know, we'll hear, we'll hear uh, folks talk about G-spot orgasms versus clitoris orgasms. To me, you know, these different orgasms that people have, they can feel very different, although they're also fundamentally working with the same basic um, circuits in the nervous system and in the body. But one of the things that people often describe when they're doing uh, prostate play is that the orgasms feel bigger, they feel more full-bodied, they feel more like rolling waves of pleasure rather than 
this sharp peak and drop that might happen with a penis-focused orgasm. This is a lot of the same language that people use to describe G-spot orgasms versus clitoral orgasms, right? More full-bodied, more diffuse, um, or simply more expansive, bigger. Uh, there's lots of folks who can orgasm just from anal or prostate stimulation, but there's a lot of men who need cock stimulation at the same time. Um, and it doesn't mean that you're more advanced. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It's just how different bodies are wired. So it's worth trying both sides of it. And then whichever works best for you, you know, you've got the option. Um, so if you want to include cock stimulation at the same time, go for it. If you don't care, that's also fine. If it depends on your mood, also not a problem. Um, I'm a big believer in finding the thing that works for you, uh, whatever that is, and not worrying about whether it's the same thing that works for anybody else. I have a question about toys, because sure. obviously I love sex toys. Are there <laughs> products that you would recommend? I mean, we've talked about strap-ons already a little bit, but Wait, any toys but you would suggest? I, oh, can I interrupt? So. Can we do this a two-part question? Part A, how does one find a prostate? Part B, what are some toys and finger moves and all of that jazz that's good to get there? Yeah. (laughs) Why do I have this feeling that you're doing jazz hands while we're talking about it? We are. We're here. (laughs) Okay. So the easiest way to find the prostate is through anal penetration. And that's not because the prostate gland is up your butt. It's that it's right next door to the rectum. Um, The rectum is the last six to eight inches of the digestive system. And so that's going to be the area that most anal play is happening in. Um, And the prostate is right next door. So in terms of getting inside, the most important thing I can say about that is do not copy what you see in porn. Um, Porn can be lots of fun. It can be great fantasy. It can be great visual stimulation. But what you don't see in those movies or those video clips is all of the warm-up and prep that happens before they get in front of the camera. So, for example... Uh, you're not going to see them using lubricant in most porn. Um, and rather than doing a slow, gradual warm-up, they literally just dive right in. It's because they did all of the warm-up back in the dressing room. So the most important thing is don't copy what you see in porn because it's an easy way to get yourself hurt. Uh, use lots of lube. Personally, I favor silicone lubricants because they last a really long time. Uh, They're hypoallergenic. They're body safe. um, And uh, they don't get sticky. So I'm a big fan of silicone lubes. Uh, Spend a good amount of time focused on the outside. Get your partner turned on first. Uh, Blowjob, dirty talk, flirting, making out. The more turned on he is and the more external stimulation you do, 
the more pleasure he's going to feel and the less his body's going to tighten up. Um, anal play and anal penetration in particular is not about stretching anything open. It's about relaxing open. Uh, and that means that the receiver is in charge of the pace, the speed, the depth, the size of you know, the toy or however many fingers or, or whatever it looks like. Um, it's the receiver's body who's running the show. Uh, and this is really important because the pelvic floor, when we're anxious or scared, it tightens up. Right? Like if you've ever seen a cat or a dog get scared and they tuck their tail under, human beings do the same thing. We're just, uh, we don't have tails. Uh, but what that means is if you've been stuck in rush hour traffic or you got in a fight with your housemate or your boss dropped a project on your desk at 3.30 on a Friday, or if you're worried about anal play hurting, your body's going to tighten up. Uh, now, I don't know about you, but when someone comes to me and says, oh, don't be so stressed out, it's all good, I get more stressed out because you're telling me what to do. So rather than telling your partner to relax, the best way you can help them is slow down. Don't do any penetration without them saying that they're ready for it. And remember to breathe. Uh, if you hold your breath during sex, which a lot of people do, then your body tightens up and you actually don't get as much pleasure out of it. So remember to breathe. And when you catch yourself holding your breath, just slow it down and take a nice deep breath again. So that's all like external. And there's a lot of different ways that you can massage externally. Um, you can uh, find out more about that in the, in the book and also on the book's website, prostatepleasureguide.net. Because there's, there's a lot of different techniques you can do. Um, but once you've slid a well-lubricated finger inside, finding the prostate is exactly like finding the G-spot. Um, curl your fingertip towards the belly button. So uh, if he's on his back, you curl up. If he's on his hands and knees, you curl down. It's a little further in than the G-spot. It's about three inches inside. And what you're looking for is uh, something, it feels about the size and shape of a ripe plum. So about an inch across. The tricky thing is that Prostates, as I said before, they, it's where the fluid in semen comes from. Uh, if you go looking for someone's prostate and he's not turned on yet, the prostate hasn't filled up. And so it's going to be harder to locate. Um, if you get him really, really turned on first, you'll have a much easier time finding the prostate. And uh, he'll get more pleasurable sensation out of it. So... Uh, yeah, you're looking for something that feels like a ripe plum. A um, couple of tips. Uh, you want to stroke with your finger pad, not poke with the fingertip. So stroke, don't poke. And if he feels like he needs to pee, that means that you have found the prostate, but you're pressing a little bit too hard. So back off on pressure uh, and see if that changes the sensations. I uh, remember reading in your book 
um, you had compared the rectum to the cheek and the prostate to the tip of the nose as a good way of telling the difference between where you were feeling around for. Does that? Yeah. 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 So if you take one of your fingertips and just press the tip of your nose, and then you take your fingertip and press the side of your cheek, the nose feels like the prostate a little bit more like the prostate. And then the cheek feels like the tissue on either side. So you're looking for that uh, sort of soft, firm tissue. Again, that's, that's why we describe it to being like a plum because it's firm, but also a little bit uh, soft at the same time. Got it. I'm ready and, to go. And, and, <laughs> yeah, right. And then, and then different techniques you can use when you find the prostate. These are all similar to G-spot techniques. You can do the come hither motion. This is the only time people say hither is when we're talking about G-spot and prostate play. Um, but you can do the come hither motion. You can do circles. You can tap. You can stroke in and out. Um, with with whatever massage technique you're doing, a slow and steady pace will work better. Um, so this is not a situation where going really, really fast right away is necessarily going to be the best way to go. Start off slow and ramp up uh, because if you overdo it, you can actually overstimulate the nerve endings and then they just kind of tune out. So slow and steady. We talk about slow and steady often with um, uh, everything from stimulating and when we talked about anal play before to cock play to vulva. So uh, everyone should remember, our listeners should remember slow, slower than slow. So Charlie's also reinforcing that. So prostate goes slow. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, when they get more turned on, they do want firmer or they do want faster. But you're really going to have a much better time if you start off slow and ramp up. It's it's kind of like warming up before you work out. It's just going to be much easier on the body. Yeah, one of yeah. the things I always say is slower than slow and then slower than that. Like whatever you think slow yeah. is, try slower than that. Like as slow as exactly. you've ever gone. Exactly. And uh, this, is, this is an interesting thing because I've talked with a lot of women who – you know, have experimented with prostate play or maybe with pegging and they've discovered. Can you tell us what pegging is real quick, just in case our listeners don't know? Yes. Pegging is when women use a strap on harness and a dildo to penetrate a male partner. Uh, The term was coined by Dan Savage in 2001 when he took a reader's poll and uh, pegging was what got the most votes. So I didn't know it was a Dan you. Savage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dan Savage. Um, but something that a lot of women have shared with me is that when they were on the giving side, they found that they were getting turned on and then they started going faster and then their partners kept telling them to slow down. And it helped them see that a lot of the time when guys go faster or harder than their partners want, they're not doing it to be annoying or malicious or ignorant. They're doing it because they're excited and they don't know how to contain that. And at the same time, I've talked with a lot of men 
who have said that, yeah, now that I've experienced prostate play, I understand how you can be super turned on really into your partner and still need them to go really slow. Um, and so there's a way in which this gives male-female couples in particular an opportunity to see how their partner's experience might go. And uh, I, th I find it makes for a little bit more compassion. You know, it's kind of like walking a mile in someone else's shoes. So every prostate owner should experience prostate play. Not, I don't want to should the world. But yeah, I don't, I don't should. It, I, I, I would say that anybody who's curious about it, it's worth trying. Mm -hmm. uh, because you don't know whether you like it or not until you've tried it. And it might give you insight into other experiences outside experiences that you've had. Definitely. I mean, not, not everybody, but consistently people have told me that having been on the receiving side makes them more attuned, uh, connected givers. And that just makes sex better for everybody. So yeah, I say go for it. Give it a try. Uh, we are. We love trying new things, so I'm excited. <laughs> Actually, my new partner is interested in trying that out, too. And I'm like, this is for your health, so <laughs> I think we should go for it. Uh, so, Charlie, toys, toys. April yeah, loves toys. toys. I do. That's my jam. It, toys. I just assumed you, you, you have to like toys when you work in the industry, right? Otherwise, you're going to burn out. Right. Totally. Um, and I don't burn out. Exactly. <laughs> So toys, anything that you insert in your or your partner's booty needs to have three key elements. Uh, it has to have a base. The base is what keeps it from getting lost. And trust me on this, people end up in the emergency room all the time because they used a vibrator without a base or they used a zucchini or something else they had around the house. Uh, it's not worth taking the chance. Go to your favorite sex toy store or go onto the internet and buy a toy that's designed for anal play. Mm -hmm. The second thing you want your toy to have is it needs to be made from uh, a body safe material that's easy to clean. So I'm thinking of silicone, for example. Silicone is a nice choice because it's non-porous, it's hypoallergenic wash it with soap and water. It's nice and clean. Um, if you're not sure what the material is, uh, cover your toy with a condom. Uh, because if the surface of the toy is porous, it can pick up bacteria that can then get transmitted to somebody else. So either get a material that is non-porous or cover it with a condom. And then the last thing you want for any anal toy is you want it to be nice and smooth. Uh, there's a lot of toys out there that have wonderful little bumps and ridges that uh, many people like for G-spot play. But for anal play, it's probably going to be a little bit too much. So flat base, uh, non-porous material, and smooth. Uh, when we're talking about prostate toys in particular... You can look for a toy that's got that upward curve, kind of like the G-Spot toys often have that curve. And that way, when you insert it, you'll be able to sort of do the same motion as that come-hither motion with the tip of your toy. So uh, curved toys 
work really well. Just aim the curve towards your belly button. Uh, let's see, what about toys? Well, you can use dildos. Dildos are designed for an in and out motion. Uh, a lot of people really enjoy those. If you're going to use a dildo, find something that is at least, say, six inches long. And the reason for that is that since the prostate is three inches inside the body, um, if your toy is too short, it's either going to not reach the prostate or on the outstroke, you're going to lose contact with it. If you have a toy that is, say, six or seven inches long, that gives you three or four inches of in and out while maintaining contact on the prostate. Uh, Dildos come in lots of different sizes, shapes, colors, textures. You can get some that look like penises. You can get some that don't. You know, that's that's just a personal preference. Uh, but one important thing when picking out a dildo is being realistic about the diameter. Um, if you're new to this kind of play, you might want to start off with something on the more slender side. And then as you gain more experience or... Uh, more practice, you might switch to something larger, or you might decide, hey, I'm going to start my evening with this smaller toy, and then when I get turned on, I'll switch it up to something bigger. But, uh, you know, start off nice and, and uh, slender is a good way to begin. Uh, butt plugs are designed, they have like a, a wider bulb shape and then a skinny neck, uh, and then a base, and they're designed to be inserted and left in place. Uh, so they create a sensation of fullness or pressure that a lot of guys enjoy, and you can wear them during other kinds of sex. Like, you can be wearing a butt plug while having intercourse with your partner. Um, with butt plugs, uh, you might find with prostate play that something with a vibrator works a little bit better because that way you're getting the vibration sensation on the prostate. Um, so, but there's lots of choices for that these days. I, I think one of my favorites is the trio plug by B vibe because it has a remote control, which means that you can change the intensity really, really easily without having to fiddle with the toy itself. So I'm a big fan of that. Uh, what other toys should we... Oh, and we mentioned pegging or strap-on play before. Um, for women who want to wear a strap-on dildo, a, a couple of things. One is it takes practice. It takes practice to put it on and take it off. So try it a few times so that you look more suave when you're having your romantic, sexy date. But it also takes practice uh, to figure out the, the motion um, the the motion that you do for intercourse, for fucking somebody, is an in-and-out linear motion. And most women are more experienced with the sexy motion being like swiveling of the hips or a circular or a figure eight motion. Uh, I mean, if you're going to use a strap-on, you might want to consider you know, doing a core workout. Take a Pilates class because it's a lot of core strength to be able to do that. Oh my God. I remember 
Rain DeGray teaching a class. Rain DeGray is an educator and awesome porn star. And she said she didn't need a gym membership because she just does so much pegging that it keeps her abs nice and strong. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's a workout. I actually, it's funny. I've had quite a few women tell me after they have experienced pegging for the first time that now they understand why their boyfriends like collapse after sex because it's a lot of work. And if you're not in shape, it can be pretty tiring. So I'm just putting that out there. A little exercise will go a long way. Uh, but the other reason why you're going to want to practice with pegging is that you don't have nerve endings in your dildo telling you how far you can uh, move in and out. And it's really easy to pull too far out and then kind of jab with the tip of the dildo. I mean, penises can do this too. Uh, but since you don't have nerve endings, you, you kind of have to practice to calibrate exactly what motions are going to work. But it's well worth the experimentation and the practice. It's lots and lots of fun. Wonderful. That is yeah. all great information on pleasing that prostate and prostate stimulation. Um, I think for the listeners that are out there, maybe that aren't understanding of what the prostate health, you know, benefits are of stimulating the prostate. Can you kind of touch on that a little bit? Like what are some of the health benefits? And yeah, like what about some health issues? Like what if you don't stimulate the prostate? What can happen? Ooh, great questions. So a lot of the information that we have about the health benefits of prostate massage are more anecdotal because this isn't something that gets a lot of research. Uh, there's not much funding for this. So, But we do know that prostate massage can help alleviate symptoms of an enlarged prostate or in some cases prostatitis, which is an irritation of the prostate gland. A massage can really help for that. Um, and it does that by squeezing out the trapped fluids that sometimes get caught up in the gland. So it's, it's kind of just massaging those trapped fluids out. Um, massage also increases blood flow, which is going to mean that there's more oxygen coming in, more carbon dioxide coming out. And this is especially important when we're talking about the prostate because the, the prostate has very low vascularity. What that means is that uh, it doesn't get a lot of blood flow. There's not a lot of blood vessels through there. Um, so massaging it, can help relax the muscles around the gland and increase blood flow, which can be uh, can be really helpful for folks. Um, for people who have pelvic muscle tension, which is a lot of people in this culture where we spend a lot of time sitting, um, chronically tight pelvic muscles can actually cause prostatitis because they the muscles squeeze the gland. And then uh, it irritates the tissue. So when you massage and it just creates more relaxation in the pelvis, that's going to help a lot. Um, folks who engage in prostate play are more aware of that part of their body. There's more awareness there. Um, and what I mean by that is one of the men who filled out our survey 
uh, let us know about a time when he'd had a bacterial prostate infection, your bacteria getting up into the urethra and into the prostate. And because he knew what his prostate felt like, he could identify that that's where the problem was. So when he went to the doctor, he could just start off saying, hey, I think it's my prostate. Usually when folks are having prostate health issues, they go into the doctor and they say things like, uh, it hurts down there. It feels really achy, but I'm not really sure what it is. And then the doctor has to go through this whole array of tests before they can even treat you. Uh, when you know what your prostate feels like, you can sidestep a lot of that and just cut right to the chase. Uh, so yeah, lots of good reasons for, for prostate health. There is also, um, there's been research that shows that men who ejaculate more when they're younger, like in their 20s, have a lower rate of prostate cancer when they're in their 50s or 60s. And the theory is that by flushing the gland out and keeping the fluids from being trapped there as much, uh, you just increase the overall level of health. And uh, massage would do much the same thing. So yeah, lots of reasons why. Uh, and actually, the last thing I want to say about that is uh, a lot of men have told me things like, yeah, I, I went to the doctor, I got a prostate exam, it didn't feel good, so I don't think I'm going to like this. And uh, it's important to know that although doctors don't want to hurt you, they actually get trained in how to do pelvic exams and not make it arousing because they don't want people to think that they're being sexually harassed. So um, it's kind of fascinating. I have never heard a woman say, uh, oh, yeah, I went to the OBGYN for a pelvic exam and it wasn't very comfortable. So I don't think I like intercourse. <laughs> Right? <laughs> like you might like you might not like intercourse for any of a number of reasons, but uh, I hear men say this all the time, and it's it's worlds apart, worlds and worlds apart. I have, I mean, women who have had um, some sort of exam, like anal exam, and the same thing. They're like, no, it doesn't it doesn't feel good. Why would anyone want to do that? I don't understand. Or they say they yeah, actually exactly. had a penis enter their anus. Like, it hurt. I'm like, that's because you had no preparatory devices that's or lube. They learned from porn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Accidental butt sex is never a good thing. Ooh. Feels like someone punched you in the stomach. Oh, no. Fun. Yeah. It's no, no good. It's no good. No good. So, yeah. Uh, give it a try. Don't let the fact that you've had, you know, neutral or uncomfortable experiences at the doctor keep you from trying it because they are worlds apart. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Do you so? Do you have any last tips or um, words of insight to help decrease shame? Um, anything you feel like we haven't covered that you feel like the people really need to know about the prostate? Uh, let's see. Let me think about that. Um, you know, not everybody will have a mind blowing experience their first time out. Uh, for some, some guys will like the, as soon as you touch their prostate for the first time, it's like fireworks. And, you know, that's a fortunate experience, but it's not everyone's experience. Uh, sometimes the first time you try it, it'll feel interesting, but then 
you know, you haven't yet figured out exactly how you want to do it. So the way that I recommend is um, treat it like a wine tasting. You know, have your partner try a particular massage move for a minute or two. And then on a scale of one to 10, tell them how good it feels. And remember, you're rating that particular move, not the person, right? Because you can be an amazing lover, but this particular technique just doesn't work for your partner's body. Uh, and anything that you find on that scale of one to 10 that's a seven or higher, uh, make a mental note and have the, the giver partner uh, describe what they're doing. So, oh, I'm doing circles on your prostate while I'm also stroking the head of your penis. Right? Because if you don't know what your partner is doing, then the only thing you can say to them next time is do that thing you did this that time, which is not very specific. So have your partner describe to you what they're doing, and then you can ask for it again. And that makes it so much easier the second or third time. Brilliant. Everyone, now you know why we work, both worked with Charlie. <laughs> he knows his stuff. And even aside from the technique and the prostate and the how-tos when it comes to sex, relationships, attachment, childhood wounding, everything, he is, he is brilliant and an amazing resource. Charlie, can you tell us the name of your book one more time? Certainly. It is The Ultimate Guide to Prostate Pleasure erotic exploration for men and their partners. And you can find it on Amazon, Audible, and Kindle, as well as plenty of sex-positive toy stores all over the place. Yep, we have it at Pure Pleasure. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think it. Yes, we do, and, and we love it. It's actually our go-to prostate book, so it's perfect. And what about your website? How can people find you? How can they contact you? How can they follow you? Absolutely. I'm really easy to find. Uh, you can go to charlieglickman.com or find me on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and FetLife and all those other websites as Charlie Glickman. And my coaching page is makesexeasy.com. And uh, that's where you can find out about both my talk-based and in-person somatic coaching work. Well, Charlie, it's been magical. I love the word magical because it describes you so perfectly. Oh, and the prostate. And it's the so prostate. magical. <laughs> and we really appreciate your time, your energy, your beautiful, articulate way to describe the prostate and how you can please it and its health benefits. I wish we could hang out longer with you. You're I just always wonderful. wish we could hang out <laughs> hey, you're So, Charlie, sorry. You're going to make me blush again, aren't you? Oh, always. That's, 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 that's the goal. That's so, Charlie, like. we love you, and we will see you soon. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll see you – or I guess we'll – Listen, no, we'll talk to you. We're gonna. Well, we've been we've been saying see you next Tuesday lately because our podcast comes out every Tuesday, so we're ending it with cunt. It's not going to be like a regular thing, but I just really like it. I just want to point that out. Well, yeah, we're doing a lot of Facebook live feed <laughs> videos right now, so 
you can see us next Tuesday or whenever we're posting Facebook live videos. And just to follow up there, so to find Charlie, you can check him out at makesexeasy.com. Um, his book, The Ultimate Guide to Prostate, Ple- Prostate Pleasure, right? That's it. Yep, Ultimate Guide to Prostate Pleasure. And you can find us at shamelesssex.com. Uh, we also love your reviews. So if you're on iTunes or Google Play, don't forget to give us a review. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in and ciao for now. Like what you hear? Well, then head on over to shamelesssex.com for more podcasts and information on our latest happenings.